Hi, this is Stacy Monroe here, and thank you so much for tuning in. If you are a hairstylist or a salon owner has always, who has always wanted to work with an assistant, but you just don't quite know how to go about it, then, or maybe you are someone like me where you have worked with assistants, but it didn't quite work out in the best way, then you're in the right place. I'm excited to introduce you today to my next guest. Lacey Jibo. Lacey is a hairstylist, salon owner, and an online educator where she teaches stylists and salon owners how to work with assistants so that you can level up in many ways in your life and in your business. She's also a mommy and a wifey. Like many of us, Lacey does it all. She wears many hats in her life and in her business. Lacey and I met um, each other online. We met through one of our business coaches. I'm sure she has many as I do too. And so Lacey, welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. Yes, yes. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. This is super yeah. exciting. I was saying this is my first um, really experience on a podcast. Like this is all new to me. So I am blessed to be here. Yay. We'll um, make it super fun. And you know, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, you know, yeah. like how you got started and Oh my gosh. Okay. So I have been doing hair technically for about 12 years now. Um, of those 12 years, I have been working alongside an assistant for almost 10 of those years, wow. um, which is crazy. So I, when I took on my first assistant, I was a baby stylist. Like I had no idea what I was doing. And um, we had a business coach at the time and he was like, you're going to hire an assistant to grow your company. You're going to put them through this program. And I was like, okay, terrified, shaking. I didn't know. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I was 23 years old. Young. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to be someone's boss and tell them what to do. So I did it. I listened. Um, I made a lot of mistakes along the way and throughout my career and where everything shifted. And, you know, I knew that there was so much more to having an assistant. It really is a I mean, it's a career shift. It does so much for your business, but really it does so much for the stylist in beauty school and all the new talent coming out. Um, so after I'd been in the industry for almost 10 years, I decided to launch my education platform, which is LG Education. I have an online assistant course where I teach other hairstylists how to work efficiently with assistants. And it's been, it's, we're about a year and a half old now. It's grown tremendously. We are now launching some live education, um, which I'm super excited about. And I'll share that with you guys here in a little bit. Um, I am in Claremore, Oklahoma. Um, it's about 30 minutes Northeast of Tulsa. Um, and I've lived here my whole life. I went to college at OSU, got a degree in marketing, um, thought eh, I'm going to go to beauty school. And that's kind of how the, all this came about. I, my parents always had like pushed us to go to college because we're all graduates from OSU. And I thought, you know what? I don't want to go to college. Maybe this isn't for me. So went to beauty school. And then after I actually went back to finish up my degree and, um, got my degree in marketing, but I thought this is what I really want to pursue. Like my passion is in this industry. I want to do hair. And so that's kind of what led me to my career. I love it. Yeah. When did you open your salon? How, how long had you been doing hair? Before? Yeah. So I opened my salon in 2013. <clears throat> so okay. it was just shortly, you know, about two years after I had started two, three years. 
Um, and we grew our location. I had a business partner at the time. We grew to two locations within Claremore. So we had, um, our original location and then our new location, my business partner managed and ran one and I ran the other. Um, in 2018, we actually split our partnership, decided to kind of venture out, go our separate ways, rebranded to Salon Lace. Um, so I've had Salon Lace since 2000, it was December of 18, but I've owned my own salon since 2013. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So what do you think? Um, are you loving just doing it by yourself rather than partnership? Yes. Oh man. Lots <laughs> of challenges about this topic. Partnerships are fantastic. You, I definitely say have your, um, how should I say this? Everything documented, wrote out ahead of time, as far as like expectations between owners, um, 50, 50 partnerships are tough, but they can, I've seen a lot of successful people come through my course that have partners and they've been doing this thing like 12 years, 16 years with a partner. And I'm like props to you because you're marrying that person. You're, it's yeah. essentially like a business, a work marriage. Yeah. Um, and just because you start something doesn't mean it has to be a forever thing. You might change your mind along the way, and you might change different directions. And so I always say like, when you start a venture, it doesn't mean it's a forever thing. Yeah, no, I like that. So let's talk a little bit about your program. So how did you get started with that? Oh, okay. So LFG education really came about in 2020 um, when the pandemic hit. So it was when the salons were shut down. Oh, wow. And my assistant at the time, Kaylee and I were up at the salon filming videos. And I thought, you know what? I said, let's use this downtime to really revamp our assistant course. I was like, let's film everything. I mean, like we filmed like hundreds of videos. And during that process, we were in Oklahoma, we were only shut down about five weeks. During the process, I thought going through it, I was like, oh my God, what if everyone did this? Which of course, salon owners are busy, don't always have the time. But I thought, what if everything was streamlined in this way, in this training? And like a light bulb went off in my head and on LG education was created during the pandemic. We didn't launch until March of 2021, but it streamed from um, being shut down. And I thought, there's so much um, value in this. When you record something, I always say one and done, like do it one time, be done with it, document it, film it, record it. Then it, I'm all about digitally training. You know, it's, we're in the digital world now. Why not record everything? When you're assisted on board, you have a library of training videos to go through. Yeah. So. Yeah. So before that, then you didn't have the program where you were teaching people how to work with no, We were, no, I didn't have the program. So uh, okay. no, I was just yeah. working with assistants. We, I didn't launch my online education yet. Yeah. I also felt like it was old fashioned the way we were doing things and we were having to retrain the assistants. It's like, oh my gosh, another one's onboarding. I've got to train them again. And then you're like, wait, what did I tell them? I can't remember what I told them. It, it wasn't efficient. So, yeah. so the uh, things you came up with helped it run smoother. So you're like, Hey, why not just share this with everyone? Hands down. And we are putting out better talent. Now we're recruiting better talent. Now, um, I all around it's completely changed the game inside our salon. I mean, it's changed my salon. So yeah, I bet. I know when I worked with them, you know, I was like, I didn't want to hurt their feelings. So then I was like, I talk nice. Or then, you know, I, instead of being like the leader there, like, Nope, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. Right. So there wasn't a whole lot of structure for me. My daughter, she's a hairstylist. And so she worked with us for many years. So when she, when we wanted to hire an assistant, I made her do all the training. But then mm -hmm. when she left for maternity leave, then I was like, oh, now I'm going to be training the assistants. And a lot of times, you know, I thought, oh, it's just easier for me to do it myself. You know, I didn't want to ask people to do stuff, which is 
which is crazy because that's the whole reason why you have them there. So I think what you're doing is amazing. And I think hairstylists should always start out being an assistant too. So it's a win-win for that, for the hairstylist to kind of know what they're up against and for the owner to, to do it so that it, it works out for both, you know? Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. So, um, what are some of your biggest challenges in this industry as a hairstylist? That you kind of have rose above, like, was there a really good question? Um, (laughs) I, I feel like I've had a lot of challenges come my way the last, like, you know, 12 years going from, um, two locations, um, managing, you know, 28 plus employees like that comes with hardships. Um, I mean, splitting from a business partner, rebranding a company. When you rebrand a company, it's expensive. You have to think about everything that has your logo and your name on it. Um, And then letting go of services that no longer served me anymore. I started doing extensions in 2019 and I solely offered natural beaded rows. And when I went solely doing extensions, I let go of all my cutting guests, all my color guests. Like I no longer offered single colors anymore. And that's kind of unheard of in this industry. Like people don't just like fire really good clients. Um, But I had my vision and I I said, if this is what I want to be an extension artist and that's all I want to do. And I want to get to this level. This is what has to be done. And it was hard. Like I had so many amazing clients that I had for 10 years that had stayed with me Um, and letting them go was hard. But I knew that like, if that was my goal. Like that's what I had to do. And I'm very much so like tunnel vision. If my mind's on something, it's like, (laughs) so um, that that was hard. And I mean, really when you take on an assistant and you're leading and you become a boss or a leader educator, it comes with a lot of challenges. And a lot of these stylists coming out of school are young. So, I mean, you're dealing with 18, 19, 20 year olds. Um, you know, and I ultimately, you know, what it comes down to is what I've realized throughout the years is they're people like you can't manage these people. They want to be heard. They want to be understood. Um, their opinions matter. They need choices in their career. Um, and so really listening, I think I've really changed my perspective the last two years is to listening more to their wants and needs, um, and evolving, you know, you can't, you're going to get left behind the world moves fast. So you got to constantly be evolving. It does. And somebody said to me recently that, um, Stylists don't leave salons, they leave leaders. And I was like, you know what? That's so true. Cause I think about all the mistakes that I did throughout the years. Cause I've had my salon for 28 years. And most of the time I would say people left because of how I was leading. And then now I have so many people coming back because I'm leading much better, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it is all about leadership. So do you talk a lot about that too, in your program? Yes. Yes. Awesome. Um, so our in-person, um, education is called lead. It's called lead with Lacey. It stands for live educational assistant development. I wanted to create something for students to be able to come in and see are the inner workings of our assistant program. It was missing. It was all online. It was all digital. And I said, people really need to see this. If you've never been an assistant before, and you've never hired one on, and you've never been to another salon, you have no idea what it looks like. So coming in, I'm really like seeing and shadowing one of our five educators inside Salon Lace. You can ask the assistance questions. You can ask the educator questions. Um, and our groups are really small. So lead with Lacey, it's anywhere from two to five artists. It's intimate. I want to be able to pour into my students and give them more inside my course. So um, it's It's a two-day training. We've got our first couple events, one in September, one in October, one in November, one in December. 
Um, it is application only. And so students can apply. Um, we got to make sure it's a good fit for you. Um, we do require them to kind of go through our course. They need to know the foundation before they um, come to lead. So they do have to be inside our program. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. I was wondering about that because I've seen your um, social media posts about this lead and that it is a live event. Is this your first time doing it? Um, yes, we, have, okay. yep, we did a beta round in August. Okay, it went nice. so good. So now we're launching our official first one in September. Okay. So lead what you're doing right now for our listeners. It is for the stylists who are looking to be assistants. Okay. So it's not for the salon owners looking to hire the assistants. This no, it, it is, it is for salon owners and oh, educators. Okay. It's for yes. salon owners yes. and educators as well as like for like, say I just got out of beauty school. Would it be something for me? No, no. Okay. No. All right. Okay. So that that's great. It's I'm more sorry. leadership development. Okay. The, yeah. I'm pretty to see it in our workings, not necessarily for the assistant. Okay. Got, got it. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. I was thinking I must've, my ears weren't hearing. They, they like, brought their assistants in the beta round. So okay. yeah. Oh yes, yes. yeah. Yep. Okay. Awesome. How exciting. So what, so tell me about your career now. Are you still doing hair? You know, how, how is the Perfect. online education changed your life? You know, even as a mom, too. Yeah. Like, you know, what's, what's going on now? <laughs> yeah. Um, you can probably relate to this as a mom, but when you become a mom, your life changes yeah. for the better. Um, your time is you, I really, after having Taylor, I thought I don't want to be at the salon 10 and 12 hours working anymore. I cut back my hours drastically when I had my first son in 2018. Um, and then I had Hallie, I had another baby this last year, in 2021 in November, and I have not stepped back behind the chair. So I have oh, retired. Cool. I'm not going to say forever because you <laughs> never know where life takes you. But at this point in my career, I am fully invested in my online education. I am not doing hair anymore. I still have my salon. I am leading my team, um, but I am not doing plants. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I remember having a retirement party for myself too. I mean, I, I don't even know how many years ago it was, but you know, lots of things changed for me too. And yep. so I'm doing hair again, but you know, I've done full-time one day a week, three days a week, you know, it just, that's the beauty of this industry too, yeah. is that we can pop in and out if we want to. Um, so no, that's, that's yeah. great. Your husband, he's super supportive with all of this. He is so supportive. He loves my online education. He yeah. thinks it, there is such a need for it. There really is. Yeah. And you know, I look at this too, is hair is always going to be there. Our industry is forever needed. Yeah. If I choose to go back and continue and do hair later when my kids are in school or a little bit older, I can do that. But right now, why they're so tiny, I want this time with them. Um, I am being a little selfish, but I never get this time back. And I definitely yeah. feel like talking to some experienced um, stylists or some mentors that they're like, yeah, if you can do that, do it because yeah. you'll, you'll never get that time back. No, it's so true. Um, right now I'm kind of hanging out with my grandkids a lot. So if you see, love the, that. if you see posts of the I little, saw them on your oh story, yeah. Oh, you know, and I <laughs> so Okay. You know, I tell my daughters that too. I'm like, you know what, this, they will never be this young again, you know? Never. And so just, you have to embrace it, you know? And unfortunately being a parent, you know, you have to worry about so many other things, mm -hmm. you know? And so that kind of keeps you from being able to just be present, you know, but as a grandma, whole nother thing. I love that. <laughs> I so love special. That. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, you told us a little bit about the live event. So you're doing applications now, where can they find the applications if they're interested? 
Absolutely. We have our application on Instagram. So you okay. can, I know this is so cliche saying, tap the link in my bio yeah. um, and you can apply on there. My Instagram is at Lacey underscore Jibo. That's L-A-C-E-Y underscore G-E-B-O. Um, I have a bunch of good information as far as like even my online assistant program. I have a free training on there that goes over everything in the program. Um, and then the lead application is on there as well. That's great. I love it. So do you have any advice for any new stylists out there coming up? Like new graduates? Like, Um, why do you, do you feel like, is there anything that you would want to say to them about how important it is to start out as an assistant? Cause like there's some salons in my area that hire stylists right at a beauty school. And I just couldn't think of anything worse. Yeah. You know? Um, yes. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say there's a right or wrong, but I definitely feel like stylists out of beauty school going through assistant programs are catapulting in this career. They are outgrowing stylists that are not, um, I see it all the time and you might look at it as like, Oh, I just need to go make money or, Oh, I don't want the setback or, Oh, I don't want to invest nine to 12 more months, you know, all the negativity, but think about the opportunity. Think about what it could do for your career. You're literally, especially if you, um, assist a stylist that's more seasoned, they have overflow of clients. They're going to be pushing you clients. You're going to be getting clients from the salon. If it's a reputable, the salon that is education focused, there's so many benefits for it, for the assistant and to gain confidence. That's honestly, that's one of the, the main things is when, when I came out of school, I wasn't confident. I don't know about you, but like, I didn't know what I was doing. I started um, out, I was 17 and I, my first, oh my. Yeah. And my first boss, he, uh, had me as an assistant and it was the best thing. Cause you know, he taught me everything like from business to like, okay, when is it time to rent? Cause we went, he, he did commission. Uh, and then he let me know when it was time to rent and he showed me the numbers and, you know, he did so much for me. Yeah. Um, I was an assistant also right out of school yeah. for about six months. And I honestly am so grateful for that experience in my educator. Cause I always yeah. say this, I would have never stuck with doing hair if it wasn't for that experience, yeah. because I was terrified. I didn't have a clientele and you getting to touch heads of hair because in school, all we worked on, at least in my beauty school was mannequins. We didn't have clientele coming in. Oh, wow. So I was like, Oh my God, I'm getting the chance to work on like a real head. Yeah. So just that reputation and like, or the repetition over and over and over working on clients, like within six months, I was like, Oh, I got this. I know what I'm doing. So it really, it really built my confidence. Yeah. Do you remember doing your first uh, paid client? Yes. I was terrified for two years. I remember calling my mom. Um, (laughs) this is so funny. Terrified before every men's or barber cut. I was like shaking and I was like, I don't want to do this guest. And I remember my mom talking to me on the phone and she was like, Lacey, the only way you're going to get better is by doing it. And she would like talk me into it. And it took two years for men's cuts to really click. Like it didn't click. I was sucked at barber cuts. I probably can't even tell you how many I probably butchered, but I eventually got pretty dang good at them. And I did barber cuts for like 10 years, um, a long time, but I was really scared in the beginning. Yeah. I can think about the many times I messed people's hair up too. You know, but that's how you learn. Unfortunately, that's how you learn, you know. Everyone starts somewhere, but assisting under someone will help you make fewer of those mistakes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So this is awesome. Is there anything, any other type of advice that you want to share? Um yes. Um just for the newer stylist or um anyone listening, maybe that's in school. 
Um, or maybe you're in the first like two to five years of your career. Um, my advice is to start now, especially in beauty school. Don't wait, have that grit, be willing to work, you know, maybe evenings and weekends, even if people aren't, you know, in your salon, it's like, do whatever it takes to build that clientele. And then you can become a little bit pickier, choosier, specialize in whatever you want to do, but get the experience under your belt, because that's going to make you a more well-rounded stylist. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really feel like, like, that's the grit. It's like, don't give up, keep going. And when times get tough, keep pushing because that's gonna, oh my gosh, that's going to take you so far in this industry. Utilize social media. That's another one. If you are not on social media, get on social media. You've got to be like talking and building your followers and putting your bookings out there reels. I mean, there's so much in the world and like you can gain in a huge clientele just off of social media. So don't miss that market. Yeah. And you do that. You do your social media yourself too. I do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you, um, what we do a lot, a lot of my stylists, like if you look at our pages, we don't really work our social media pages and it's, it's bad, but I mean, we do have stuff on there, right? Cause how are people going to know? But, um, we have like this one spot in the salon where we take our pictures so that the page looks similar and then we'll do like little video clips just throughout the day. So even if it's just on the weekends, we can create some of the content, you know, cause I think a lot of stylists, the reason why they don't is because they say they don't have the time, the time. So like, do you have any, like, any, um, advice on how to make the time? Like, do you do yeah. you batch or do any stuff like that? I, I do now because yeah. I, my time is more limited, but in the beginning, yeah. you're going to prioritize what's important to you. And I think it needs yeah. to become a daily thing to where it's a yeah. non-negotiable, even if it's before a client, after a client, you show up an hour early, you get a live in what, I mean, I used to post every day consistently for two years. I never missed a post almost. I did a live every morning and that's what ultimately built my NBR clientele. I literally had, my clients weren't from Claremore, Oklahoma. They were from all around because people were finding me on Instagram, on Facebook, things like that. So if you're really wanting to build a high-end clientele yeah. or even just a color clientele, like social media, everyone's on their phone nowadays. So, you know, you're going to prioritize what's important to you. So definitely make it, it should be extremely important. Yes. You're so right. I love it. So do you, I always like to ask, like, what is your, do you have like a dream vacation that you would go on that you'd want to take your family on? Yes. <laughs> Where would you go? Like, you know, I love traveling and I've done a lot of traveling. And so it's just, I'm always interested to hear like where, where people would go, like if you can go anywhere. If Tommy and I were actually, I just asked him this the other night at dinner, we did a date night and I was like, if you could go anywhere in the world, like on your bucket list, what are the top three places where you want to go? And we told each other like where our top three places were. <laughs> So, and we're both really tropical people. We just got back off of a trip from Florida, took both of our kids and that was a lot of fun. Traveling with two kids is a lot of work, but it's fun. Um, I would go to Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii. So that's on my bucket list. I would, would love to go to Bora Bora or Tahiti and stay in a little hut. Yeah. And then like ultimate, like if I could go the furthest, I think Australia would probably be one, a really cool place to go. But if I go to Australia, like I want to stay for like a month, you know, at yeah. least two weeks, like if I'm going to go that far, but definitely tropical that I've been to Europe. Um, I, I love beaches and yeah. anywhere tropical. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so back to your salon, how many stylists do you have at your salon? We have, that's a great question. <laughs> 12. <laughs> 12 for 13. Okay. We just hired, um, we just hired a new member on, um, actually this week, one of our educators, Sam has a new assistant. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I'm not, I don't ever really keep track. I know it's between 10 and okay. 15. <laughs> yeah. So they're, um, so they're all commission people or do you, 
we are a blended salon. Okay. We give our artists options, which I love. We yeah. were a straight commission salon for, um, well, when we were summit for almost seven or eight years. Okay. So I'm all for commission-based salons. And you know what? I'm all for rental salons too. There yeah. is no right or wrong. It's like, what business structure do you want to implement? Um, and we're a blended salon and it works really well for our business. Yeah, I agree hundred percent with you. When I first started, you know, I, 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 well, when I first started, I had five chair salon, but at the peak, I had 20 chairs. And so seven of those chairs were commission okay. and the other chairs were rental. And okay. what I would do is I would hire assistants and then they would work their way up to commission. And then when they were making too much, then they'd go to rental. So I kind of just worked on that. And it, it was yeah. the best, like hiring assistants. Like, here's another thing. If, if salon owners have struggle with finding staff is they got to just start working with assistants, right? Cause that's how I always would fill my chairs. And so I am kind of thinking about like maybe bringing one on. I'm only in there three days a week, but I am thinking about bringing another assistant on. Cause I, yes. that's the best way to grow like the lifer people, right? Your lifer hairstyles, the yes. diehard stylist. Well, they yeah. create, they ad- adopt your culture. Yeah. You know, when you train them, they become yeah. like a mini you and they really are yeah. trained properly. The quickest way to grow your business is yeah. through an assistant program. So if you are wanting to put stylists on the floor, there is no faster way than to put them through a program. It's sometimes hard and can be frustrating to try to seek out like rental stylists or seasoned stylists to come in because you have an overflow of clients and you want someone, but sometimes that doesn't work out. They might not fit in with your mold or your culture. Sometimes they come with bad habits, you know, whatever it is. You know, I, I, yeah, that's 10 years through assistance. So no, that's, first of all, that's amazing that you started right away using them. You know, I don't know. No, anything I, different. I agree. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That's true. If you don't know anything different, it's, <laughs> it's true. And, and the whole hybrid thing, like for me, I was mostly, I guess I had seven commission people and rental when the closure happened and we were closed for nine months. Yeah. Yeah. Off and on like for nine total months. But we, um, when I opened back up the seven people that didn't come back, were all commission people. Really? Yes. So then I had all these rentals. So then there was maybe there was one commission person that I, two, I'm sorry, two commission people that's, that were still there that I said, you're going rental. Yeah. I'm not doing this commission thing. You make plenty of money. I know what you've been paying me. This is the end. So since we reopened officially, everyone rents and, um, I got to tell you, it's kind of amazing, you know, based on the other work that I had to do and then how much money it takes, you know, you yeah. know, cause you have the, the full thing, but, but I do the business model definitely works both ways. It just depends on how much work you want to put into it. But Absolutely. if you are, but you know, sometimes I feel like if you are a salon, that's just all commission, maybe you'll lose some people. Maybe you won't. Cause they're going to want to grow. So if you have that environment where like, yeah, eventually you can rent your station. So by having a, a combination salon, I think that that's a great thing to offer. Yeah. I think people can grow in commission-based environments too. I really yeah. do think you can, but you have to have a very clear career path, extremely okay. clear. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think there's a lot, a lot of growth inside commission salons too. And you have to be yeah. willing to put in the work. You have to be willing to do that. You yeah. know, if you're not, then maybe rental is better for you. I mean, we could go uh, do a whole uh, session on <laughs> I know. rental versus commission, but so ultimately, true. like at least say it comes down to like, what do you want? What type of salon do you want? Um, and there's no right or wrong. You just have to figure out what's best for you. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I'm getting ready to do a little beta myself with salon owners 
And yeah. it is because, you know, it's not one size fits all. And it's like, no. what, what works for one doesn't work for the other, you know? Yeah. And so um, I'm putting together all of that too. So I'll be, you'll be seeing some posts about yeah. that. I love that. So what do you do on your free time? Do you have any hobbies? Oh my Anything goodness. Like um, I knew you were going to ask me that. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I'm a writer. So I write, Okay. I love writing. I wrote a book okay. during, the, during the shutdown. I wrote a book. I wrote my story. I became an Amazon bestseller. So while you were making your, your uh, program, you know, and amping it up, your I was over here writing a book. That's incredible. That yeah, is so that's, awesome. Yeah, that's I, I go through spurts where I love to like get my thoughts out and journal and write. And then other yeah. times where I'm blocked and I'm like, eh, I got nothing. But yeah. um, I would say, you know, with a nine month old and a four month old or yeah. four month old. I'm an old and a four-year-old. I spend a lot of my time with my kids a lot. Yeah. Uh, so if I'm not being a mom, I feel like I'm working and I know that's so sad. I needed to have a hobby, but I love to work. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, any of my close friends, any of my staff members, my colleagues, like they will tell me, like, I can't stop working because I enjoy it. I right. really, really love what I do. Um, you know, and if my free time is spent with my husband and my family, like it's, I love to spend time with my family or my mom and dad, they live here in Claremore. So I do spend a lot of time with my, um, my parents too. That's so. great. Good for you. I love it. That's so awesome. Thank well, you. I just, uh, so yeah, so you gave us your info where to find you. Do you, uh, so everything that can find on your Instagram page in your bio, yeah. right? You have yeah, I pretty much lead people to my Instagram because okay. in there they have a list of resources of what they can do. So yeah. Well, I am excited to continue to see all of your wonderful things, what you're up to and you're very inspiring. And thank you so much for being on here today. Thank you so much for having me. This was incredible. And oh my gosh, I'm just so excited and so blessed and so thankful. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And, um, we'll see you next time. Thank you.